Hold up. Is that real life? What's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Be Real with Bonnie. Today, Slauson's back with us. However, you are not in the guest chair. We are multitasking, folks. Multitasking. <laughs> we are headed to Cordova, Illinois for drag racing. And so why not record an episode? I mean, we have seven hours and 12 minutes left. Short jaunt. Short jaunt. Short what? Short jaunt. Jaunt. Okay. Well, and that's the little sneezing in the back. Got the whole fam bam here. Okay. Any hoosers. So thanks for joining us again this week. This week we are discussing, I feel like a great topic because it's all over. It's all around. It's all around us. But um, marriage after trust has been broken, and that's regardless if it's infidelity, if it's funds, spending money, doing like I don't know, alcohol, drugs, whatever behind your spouse's back. Um, got some notes, some statistics, because you know I love my statistics. But being together for 10 years, both making mistakes in our marriage, both being at fault in a lot of areas, but also seeing and living through a lot of mistakes with our friends and family, which has, like I said at the beginning of this, it, I feel like when it came to our friends and family, we've been through with them a lot. And it's not just like one specific marriage might be ending for all the same reasons either. So, according to World Population Review, Oklahoma is in the top 10 of highest divorce rates, coming in at number two at 10.4%. But also, is that because our population isn't as high as, like, other places? I don't know how they do that. You would think that it would be based on population, but I don't think it is. Oh, well, there you go. Then Oklahoma is in, coming in at number two. Um yeah. So one of the questions I have is like, how do you protect each other and your marriage so that you don't fall into this statistic? Oh, well, big thing is, uh, communication and being, I guess, use the word open. Yes. Of what's going on. Uh, don't, Nothing should be, quote-unquote, as you would say, I guess, a secret. Yes. Um, Of course, we talk all day, every day, but there's a lot of people that do not do that. And I feel like that's important, and it may be something, you know, that we talk about that has, you know, this ramble-jamble, but you still communicate throughout the day. I feel like it makes things a lot smoother well, you get, it's, it goes down to, like, habits. Like, if you get in the habit of not talking, even if it's, like, nonsense stuff. I mean, because sometimes you, like, call me, and it's literally, like, this freaking Prius was at the diesel pump, and she was doing her makeup, and I'm sitting there in the 650, loaded with machinery. <laughs> I mean, so sometimes it's, like, nonsense stuff. But obviously, sometimes it's, like... You got a vent. got a vent. You know. Yes, you do have to let it. But I think that, like, that's what you're saying. Like, I mean, yeah, it doesn't you matter. Don't have to just, talk all day, every day. Well, you know what I'm saying. It's you all gotta, day, every day. All day, every day. You just gotta, you gotta communicate, vent, whatever you want to say. 
however you want to say it, but I think when some of our friends and family have come to us to talk, I think my biggest thing is, is that I say, if it's going in the direction of like an affair or getting back on a bad habit or like drugs, alcohol, anything like that, like your spouse, your spouse is supposed to be your best friend. And like last week or last episode that dropped, like I said about my girl. So yeah, it's good to have good people around you. Cause when you're feeling like you're fixing to do that habit or go in that direction, having people to like talk to, that's a great, obviously thing because then they can be like, no, but you're being honest and open. And point of all of that is to say like, it's better to have that conversation than it is to be like, Hey, I slept with so-and-so or Hey, I had a, a fifth of vodka yeah. or yeah, whatever. Twelve pack last night. Like, or I smoked some. I smoked cigarettes or I smoked pot or right, whatever it may be. So I think it's easier. It seems like in the moment it might be hard to have that conversation, and it's gonna hurt. You know, it's gonna hurt. But like, I rather hurt in that area than the area of like. I spent all our money at the casino. Whatever it is. Well, human nature is to take the easier out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so looking up on Forbes magazine. No, I'm just kidding, but it's from Forbes online. These are like the top reasons. And I think some of them, like they all make sense, but it's just like, I think maybe like the wording might be a little like seriously. But 75% is lack of communication, 60% is infidelity, 58% is too much conflict and arguing, 45% is getting married too young. Um, but I think with the whole, like, too young thing, though, but, like, when you're young, you know everything. Well, of course. And then looking back, being like, I was, a I was idiot. an idiot. Oh, yeah. So, financial reasons, 37%. Substance abuse is 35 Domestic abuse, 24 Lack of support from family is 18%. Health problems is 17%. Religious differences is 13%. And little or no education is 13%. Which... You're in that little of no education. If that's why you're going to divorce somebody because you didn't realize how stupid they were or what. So you're an idiot. You might as well stay married to the idiot. Right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I didn't know education could make or break a marriage, but I guess it can. I mean, if you can't form a sentence on a date, like, why are you going to marry him? Whatever personal opinions here. Or spell. Huh? Or spell. Or Yeah. You knew from the beginning I couldn't spell. Still can't. Biscuits. Um, but don't worry, I have a college degree. <laughs> so now you can't divorce me. You got that education. That's right. Spell. Um, this one says 66% of men and 74, 74, okay. 74. Thank you. Of women think their partner should have worked harder to save the marriage. Oh. I think that's another thing. It's easier to blame. 1000%. That is one thing that I can say, like, with us and with with us what it's always your fault absolutely not imperfect <laughs> i am perfect um but with like our friends and families and such that when you can take accountability for your part you have things to. literally change for the better you have to otherwise it'll never but change but i don't think people okay prime prime example here like affairs like, I don't th- think we know anybody 
that literally got married and was like, I'm going to have an affair. I'm going to have an affair. But it things that like drive them and lead them to that, which obviously not sitting here saying affairs are okay and they're excusable by any means. But when the other party is never home or never present or at the casino all the time or with the buddies or the girlfriends or whatever, it's like if you... They can, have to take accountability that they created part of that situation. Because I feel like sometimes when you're telling that half that or accepting it for yourself, it's like a slap in the face because it's like, well, it still doesn't give them reason. Absolutely not. It doesn't give them reason. However, what because drove marriage that is reason? hard. We're do you think marriage is hard or do you think raising children is harder? If you had to pick which one? Oh, marriage. Thousand percent. I mean, we're only seven and a half years into the parenting thing, but we've talked Especially about that for you. Oh, yeah. Man. I'm a handful, folks. It's a tough task. But I think when you can see that, and regardless if, like, you guys stay together for, you know, if you stay together or if you don't, knowing that, like, that was being said, I think, you know, plants a little seed in the back of somebody's head, and then hopefully they change from for the future for the better. Instead of never taking accountability. Or it could be the devil. You never know. The devil? It's always the devil, though. What is that a song? <laughs> You're confusing me. Okay. Um, okay, so that was off of that. And then this also, when saying that, this led into it. When a marriage ends, there is often plenty of blame to go around. However, many people believe they did all they could to save their marriage while believing their spouse should have worked harder. In fact, just 32% of men and 33% of women believe they personally should have made more of an effort to prevent a divorce. And I think that just comes down to like being the bigger person. Well, and that also goes back to the old saying that our pastor used to tell us. If you're going to make it work, no matter if somebody's doing right or wrong, everybody's going to be 100 hundred and trying and to make things better. Well, and I think that goes back to like the communicating thing. And obviously us sitting here <laughs> driving down the old road, it's a lot easier said than done, but the repercussions and the consequences are a hell of a lot worse than to have that kind of conversation. Like the, like commun like, um, communication. Why is my brain not working? My tongue, my mouth, all the things. But having that being open and honest. And sometimes, I mean, it's Well, because people don't want to take the lash and right then and there. They really try to avoid it. Sneaky sneakies. Okay. I've always said. Okay. So, obviously, let me flip the page here. This is a lot harder than I expected to be able to record in the car. Not the easiest. That's fine. Safety first. We've got our seatbelts on. But why not? Um, I think, too, though, that it's a lot easier. People assume, I would say, to give up than stick it out and make it work. Because, too, what we learned in counseling is, like, once you say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and the other person says, I forgive you, obviously we're human, but, like, you're not supposed to bring it up again. You know? Yes. Yeah, you're not... If Because you, if you keep bringing it up, you just refuel the situation, and you refuel, and it starts everything over. It's like, 
you cover ground then you you went forward three steps but you back up six when you do that and that's not good no well and you can't ever move forward no so regardless you move forward if you do that you always go more steps backwards by doing that because it just again it feels a situation and then everybody gets heated and then here we go like back to square one yeah you start over i think though it's like again whether it's an affair or if it's like the casino or drugs whatever the trust that was broken the what is the category that the trust was broken in you have to learn to trust again and yeah it's like the old david said to me one time i lied to him i got caught and he was like you're negative in your bank account so now you have to work back up to zero and then from zero on to get your trust back with me good that's a very good analogy it's a very good analogy it's very hard with my father father to daughter but it's kind of a school grade it's it's hard to get that a but sure it's easy to fall down when you fall down it's hard to get it back up to that a hard to get it back up to that a um but getting that trust back and the thing is though is like the person that is giving that trust back you can't personally personal opinion again no therapist but you can't sit and stew either like if they don't answer their phone every time or if they aren't home exactly at like 514 like they said they were going to be you can't always assume well yeah because then that's just like that's just i mean doing that because what's the old saying back to square one if you're accusing me of doing it i might as well just do it yes because what's the difference i mean obviously there's a difference but and that's my thing like and that's the biggest problem that's the biggest problem because people that's why they some people do revert back to us because they are getting blamed for it they're getting the lashing for it so in their mind they might as well go spend the money go do the drugs go whatever yeah might as well do whatever they were doing they might as well go back to it because if they're getting in trouble for it they might as well do might as well do it no I agree with that but I think for me personally and I feel like this is like all areas in my life is that I've always said that I know in my heart I have to know in my heart that my resume is an all effort like that my resume checks out is what I'm trying to say my efforts my tries my gives my takes me and just me knowing walking away from any relationship that I've tried and said all the things and it has to be me no one else's opinion because someone else will always have something to say or that needs to be done but also when you are the only one trying and doing the list may be smaller than it would have been if other people were trying to so I think when giving that trust back or having to get that trust back like both hearts have got to be in it both both hearts do have to be in it but it also does take time it's not going to be like the overnight light like a flip of a switch of a light you know that just boom and it's done and over with but you, you can't drag it out either no i also think though that when the person giving the trust back because I don't want to, like, I don't know. I don't know. We've been down this road and we've been, like, again, I, Shane and I are both go counseling. Every Everybody needs counseling. Different stages of life, 
different things. But no matter everybody. if you've done, no matter if either way he's done anything or not, it's just it's it's good for the soul. It is. It keeps it's you a on good track. Cleansing. Yes, but it's okay also to be like, hey, that hurt my feelings, or hey, that kind of brought me back to a place I didn't like. So still like having raw conversations. I don't think that's easy for some people. I mean, I know it is for us, but you should not be. No. Once you get once you start doing it, it's not terrible. When you make it a habit. Correct. But when you first start, it's like, oof. It is kind of uncomfortable. So, when wanting to do this episode, it was crazy because I was like typing out my notes and doing all the things. And at church, there was, what, what was that series called at church that he just did? Not the book club, but the one before. Uh, Breaking Bad Habits or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Okay, so this one was on like um, what we're talking about today. And as a, um, from the sermon at church, that temptation is anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of your obedience to God. And that's from Tim, look, I can't spell or read, Chalies, C-H-A-L-L-I-E-S. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> We're getting the shit show on the podcast. Oh, this well, is our this life. guy here is the... Oh, oh, get it. He's towing. Was that a Buick? That's an old Crown Vic. Oh. Come on. Okay, and then another one is temptation temptation often comes through a door that's been deliberately left open. And I think that one can go in so many different directions. Oh. Like if you're the one that broke the trust and you know deep down you're never really going to get that trust back, why would you shut doors? Cuz you're not really going to get that trust back. So why even work for it? I mean, let's act like it out here, but you know what I mean? Does that make well, sense? Yeah, but that goes back to both of you willing to make it, wanting to make it work or not of the hundred, hundred. Well, right. But I mean, at the beginning, a lot of people are like, yeah, let's make this work. And then it's like, as time goes on, reality sets in. And they throw the towel in. Or they just make your life miserable. Or that. Okay, um, one of the best ways to resist temptation is to eliminate it. Uh, yes, you know, from like, like you said, affairs, drinking, partying, spending money. Don't, don't put yourself in the situ in in that I guess environment, as you'd say. Right. Where you're, where you like you say you're not, don't have that temptation. You stay away from like if you get a gambling problem, don't even remotely cut close to the casino. It can, yes, it can like life changing. Yes, yeah, you gotta you gotta do life. How do they say it? Life altering changes. I watched a Doctor Phil back in the day. I like a good Doctor Phil every now and then. But I remember he was talking to a parent and their child was like, I think, into drugs. And he was like, if you truly want to help your child, you need to move away from that city. And he's like, I know that's going to sound crazy, but you stay around. Whatever the situation might be, 
those habits come back. They well, will yeah, find those, you. Those people are there, so that temptation is there. Yes. They have those connections. They have the connections. Okay, I got some questions for you. Uh-oh. What is one of the things you remembered we learned in counseling? Honestly, the biggest one is the, like I said, well, I go the 100-100. You know, everybody always says it's got to be 50-50. Well, well, if you only put 50% and I put 50%, that's... We're only given half. Yeah, that's not good. And not every day, though, that, like, you can give 100. And same for me. Well, sure, that's human nature, but, I mean, right. you, you, you've got to have, a obviously, set a goal, and and it's one of those deals where if you know your spouse is off a little bit off that 100, then, you know, it's like you got to step up and be the extra 20 or extra 10 or whatever it may be to fulfill that gap until they get back on track. Teamwork. Teamwork correct. makes the dream work. That is Correct. Okay, advice you'd give a buddy if his marriage was on the rocks or going through a rough patch because of lying, cheating, finances, something they think is divorce-worthy. Well, first... But you've had to do this. Well, yeah, I mean, first things first. Obviously, they got to sit down and they got to talk, but then, you know, then they got to get right within themselves before they can make the marriage right. So, you know, do what you got to do on that behalf of to get yourself back in order. Is that where you would suggest counseling? Yes, and but, but where you can be back to 100% and not be on the fence and show the other, your spouse, that you can be back at 100% and that you want to try and that you don't want divorce. That you don't want what? Divorce. The big D and you don't mean Dallas? That is correct. Amanda. Or a dick down in Dallas? None of that. Okay. Um, what is something you have learned from being on the outside of the situation? Uh, well, how many different things can disrupt a marriage of things that you wouldn't even really think about. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff that's come across the board, I'm like, whoa. Like, I would have never thought that that would be... You know, of course, everybody's different. You know, there's things that I've heard. It's like, really? I mean, to me, it's not worth getting that crazy upset over, but, you know, everybody's different. So, it's definitely been a a wild ride on some people's things. Yeah, different things, though trigger different people or like interest even does that make sense am no. I going that's am left, I going to that's left field the left okay you keep going sorry but it just you know for example a friend of mine had did some things that uh, had to do with money but I get the frustration but I don't know that I personally probably wouldn't have went that extreme with it if it, if I was on the receiving end of what went on, but yeah, I'd be mad, but I wouldn't be, you know, it, would, it wouldn't be divorce material for me, but for them, but it, it's a they're it's different a they're, trust too, though. Well, true. Because when it boils down to it, it's trust, 
But we've also seen where, like, in another relationship, marriage, that, again, money, casino, and, I mean, that's just not something that, like, obviously we have to... I guess we don't think about it like that because we're not... We don't... We don't have the gambling problem or whatever, so to us... Yeah, but we've seen, like, money more than once. Sure, sure, and... Well, they say sucks, but money is the root of all evil. The love of money, yeah, is the root of all evil. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had money, so I don't know. Don't be looking at me. Don't be looking at me going to the casino, trying to make it rain. Okay, number one thing you learned and have done, as in followed through with, notice that has changed in your life, changed in you, or for you. What is one thing you've learned in like marriage, the whole counseling situation that you have stuck with to make sure that you like Um, continuously do that you've turned into a good habit? uh, I would say probably giving. I would 100% agree with that. Because I used to not give nothing. But somebody... Somebody rubbed off on me a little bit, so... The old bonbon came through. She did. She did. I would say that, too, because in all... In a lot of areas in your life, though. I mean, obviously, like, your love and affection and things like that, but even, like, tipping more at restaurants. <laughs> not basing it off the tax. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Hey. You, you never serve tables. I did not. No, so... Okay, number one thing you have... Oh, I just asked that. Whoopsies. Okay. Um, okay, do you have any questions on the girl for me? Coming from the ladies. Uh, all the ladies. All the ladies. Easy. Let them sing it, Ma. Let them sing it. I didn't even sing it right. Single ladies, but it's not. What have you learned? What have I learned? Yeah, you answered that same question. You can't copy me. Well, I don't have notes in front of me, so I gotta <laughs> think of something. He usually doesn't know what we're gonna discuss when we when I no, hit record. I have to go into this thing blind. And you're blinded also, by the hey, light. Yeah, blinded by the mic. <laughs> Good one. But you get all the notes, and you're pre- prepped and ready, and I'm over here just winging it. Um. You got a good wingman, though. I do have a good wingman. Talk to me, goose. Um, oh, I talk to me. think. The biggest thing is, is having the conversations that you know are going to hurt, but rather than not having a turtle, sorry, God, <laughs> distractions, um, but having those raw conversations up front instead of suppressing them and then all of a sudden blowing up. Cause I used to be really bad about blowing up about stuff. Yeah. You can't bottle it up. No, that's a lie. I've always expressed. But then I would, like, remember little things. So then when I did blow up, it was like, what are you talking about? But you always know what's on my mind. Well, sometimes. No. Sometimes, though, you're like, You must ignore me. No, now. But you'll be, like, saying something, then you're you randomly thinking something, then you go over here. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? That's just how my brain works, though. Because it's like you, some, sometimes one you go word, from left field to right field in, in a hurry. One word will make me remember 
something I was going to say. That's Maybe the why. trigger. Yeah, it triggers me. It triggers me. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And then again, obviously, the communication, and it's easier said than done 100%. I don't think anybody's perfect at communicating, but, and you have to communicate nicely, and that's something I still need to work on. I'll be the first to admit. But it's a lot easier saying than doing. However, when you don't communicate and you act upon whatever it is that is causing the trust issues in your marriage, the consequences and repercussions are something I don't think anybody should go through. I mean, because at the end of the day, if you're married and you have kids, divorce is the repercussion and the consequences, and then now your children are being raised. And that's just one thing is like, I come from a household, my mom's been married four times, my dad's been married twice. I don't want that. And that's my whole thing with like the resume. If I were to walk away, my resume has to fill my heart knowing that when I walk away, regardless of what anybody says, you tried, I tried, I did everything and nobody else's opinion matters at that point. That's the big problem. Cause everybody worries about everybody else's opinion. Everybody does. But in that, so that's what I'm saying. Like the repercussions would be not getting to see my children every day. And I mean, I know that sounds like everybody's like, well, yeah, duh. But I don't think a lot of people let that sink in. And not only that, but like, I'm a stay at home mom. So, well, well, number one, I'd have to go back to work. (laughs) I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just, well, I was like 5% serious. But I wouldn't get to see my kids every day. And if, you know, you know me. And if you don't, I'm a mama bear. I love my cubs. And your stomach would really hurt because that umbilical cord would get really Uh, stretched. Bubs would, yeah. You would be bringing him over. No, he's good with you, though good for me he is good for you every now and then you'll get a where's mom so I think that's my biggest thing is like the having the conversations that you know may hurt but it's better to hurt a little bit than a lot of it true statement I don't know we've learned so much from pastor Mark that I could just sit here all day long and be like because I remember in premarital counseling which I highly recommend for people getting married. He was like, you love him right now and everything's great. And he probably leaves his underwear on the floor or leaves a cabinet door open. And I was like, oh my God, he totally does. It's fine though. I just pick it up or I shut the cabinet. Now I literally pick your underwear up and throw it at your face. Yeah. Cause I don't think it's cute anymore. And you are the worst about leaving cabinet doors open, especially while cooking. And I'll walk by and slam it shut. And you're like, what was that for? I was like, oh, nothing. I was just shutting it. But I just had to get your attention. Very loudly. Very, very loudly. So I just, I don't know. And when you're in different seasons of life, everybody, you should be changing for the better. But it's like when you change together, I think is a good thing too. You stay united. That's one. One. Unity. That's why you light that unity candle or pour the sand or whatever they do nowadays. I think is my... I've learned. And, okay, I'll also say this. Another thing that I have learned is that somebody once told me this one time, and I thought she was outside of her mind when she said this. 
But it makes sense if you if you just think about it. Do you want to get a divorce and learn somebody else's bad habits and asshole moves and comments and everything like that? Or do you would you rather try to work it out with your asshole? Because you already know his moves. <laughs> and you already know his bad habits. And have you seen the dating world these days? Well, I don't particularly stare at the dating world. But from what I've heard, it's rough. Would you want to date? What would you be your pickup line? Ooh. I don't have any I don't even know. Wanna see my funny car? No. <laughs> no. Uh, what would your pickup line be? Um don't get comfortable. Cause you're not staying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Never say never. I also learned that being married to you, but I don't <laughs> think I would ever get married again. That means you would. Because every time you say yeah, okay. that, it's the opposite. That's why I said never say never, but I don't think I would ever. Not never. There's not an in front of that, but I just don't think that I would. Me neither, because I'd have a lot more money. You should actually try it again to see how much money you would have. <laughs> See, and that's another thing. I think when you can have fun with your spouse and joke and things like that, you guys, I'm not kidding. I told Shane, I said, listen, your next marriage have separate bank accounts, maybe even a prenup. I mean, I know that's like for rich people, but a prenup and separate bank accounts, I guarantee you'd have way more money. I mean, I'm giving him marital advice. That could have two race cars. For number dose. You already do. You have three. Your daughter has two. Yes. I have one. So, anyways, that's the most thing that I have learned. Is like, obviously, and a lot of people are like, oh, but I talk to my spouse all the time and da da da. But are you guys talking about the things that need to be talked about? I don't think that they are. Is that a roundabout way? And you always make this point, and you have yet to bring it up. It just hit me. And I think it's a great one, but it's the society that we live in. They're making divorce normal. Like, it's okay. 1,000%. Because everybody is doing it. it. It's on TV. If it's on TV, it's good. Is yeah. what people think. Well, so and so that's famous did it, so why can't we? It's no big deal. It's accepted in their world, so why can't it be accepted out here? And they very well make it very well known in public, so it becomes just a natural acceptance in society. But they need to refer back to the old book. The old B I B L E. Yes, that's the book for me. Um, you think you're not a choir teacher? Listen, my vacation Bible school is coming out. No, I agree with that, with the society thing too. And I think that, I mean, it wasn't obviously, well, I can't say it the way that I was raised because my mom's been married four times and divorced. But it's, we were also like, <clears throat> sorry, I, I not... I mean, I know my girlfriends and some of them weren't married in churches and some of them were, we all believe. But the thing is, is like, you're taking an oath under God too. So it's not like I'm just making a promise to you and my friends and family. It's not a high school relationship. No. And that's how everybody looks at it today. It's a piece of paper, like a high school relationship. Did you have a piece of paper in high school relationship? 
Or was that called detention? Was that your relationship? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it people just, you know, that's how they treat it. It's like it's a piece of paper, no big deal is how they look at it. And, then, and they literally walk away from it like it literally is a relationship in high school. And But, too, though, with, like, all of that being said, though, like, if you know, though, like, deep down in your heart, something it's not going to work regardless of the situation. And you don't see the best of the best because the grass is not always green. The grass is not greener on the other side. That's turf. That's fake. That's a good one. That's a good one. Look at me. But it's fake. And so when you, it's just like that um, card I posted. It's like when you stay in your own lane, there's no traffic. So, but if you see, you don't see like, good and all the things in the situation that you're in. I mean, obviously you don't need to be miserable. Well, the, the <clears> first <throat> back to what you said about the grass being green on the other side. Do you want to learn somebody else's bad habits? Do you want to start over? Because they're going to have them too. It's only green for a short while then, it's, then it gets, then it turns oh, brown. Oh, once your fantasy is over. Yeah, then it turns brown. Then it goes to brown. Because they got you. <laughs> what do they need to be green for anymore? Um, God, maybe we should, like, be couples counselors. I don't think so. <laughs> Got him. All right, guys, you know what time it is. Burning question time. Shane, this one's yours. You can read that one for me. Okay, what's your biggest pet peeve? And not towards me in life in general. Prius is at the diesel pump. Well, there's that. Um, biggest pet peeve. Let's see. I don't really know. That's kind of a tough one. Hmm. Okay, think on it. What's mine? Okay. What was the best phase in your life? The best phase? The best phase. Uh-oh. <laughs> this could get good. I mean, I love my life, though, now, but I think thus far, and obviously, like, I'm still in my marriage phase, and I'm still in my parenting phase, but I don't know, my prime? Is that a phase, or is it phase, like, bell-bottom phase? Like, I loved when I wore my bell-bottom. Did I just throw myself under the bus, or... Or like when we were chokers. Choke. I think the best phase in life is when I lived on my own for the first time. I learned a lot about myself and independence. Independence Day. Is that a phase? Is that a good answer? Well, it's your answer, so. So what we're sticking to. Okay, what's your biggest pet peeve? Um, probably being called a liar. Yeah. You do get pretty upset. Yes. Well, that, well, that's a toss between that or when somebody hangs up on me. Liar face. I do not like that. (laughs) I do it sometimes, folks. Yes. And it makes me boil. Boil. Oh, it's bad. Good gravy. Okay, guys. That is all we have for you on marriage after trust has been broken. Hopefully this helped some of you listening. Give you insight on some of you listening or 
made you laugh. Recording in the or car, both. seeing turtles, all the things, all the above. But thank you guys for listening. Make sure to check out the Instagram at Be Real with Bonnie. And until next time, be real. <laughs>